Welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview outliers and interesting people who are breaking the mold and pursuing their goals in one way or another. And this person today has gone all in. She's a business owner. Her name is Gabby Braddock, and she also co-owns a music studio with her husband Tyler and that is the Vault Music Studio in Booton, New Jersey. Now the Vault has a special place in my heart. I would not be here today without it and I actually interned there a few years ago and it allowed me to launch my career in audio which then allowed me to launch a career in podcasting and also get connected with hundreds of artists along the way which allowed this podcast to flourish and grow along with my music. So I have to thank them for that but today Today on the episode, we dive into some really interesting things in terms of how Gabby built her life. It's crazy because she works 30 hours per month, and I read the book Four Hour Work Week probably about five or six years ago before I started my business, and it very much reminds me of that. There are so many takeaways from this episode, even if you're not in business or not in sales that you can just apply to your own life. So the only thing I ask of you today is please share this with somebody who might find it valuable. And that's about it. Please enjoy this episode with my great friend, Gabby Braddock. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today on the show, I have my good friend, Gabby Braddock. Gabby, how are you doing today? I am doing splendid. All the more better when I walked in the room. We are here, ready to do it. Um, this is long overdue. And we were just talking about the previous episode. Actually, our previous guest was Bobby Doc. Um, who is an artist, and we'll get into a lot of the context here. Um, But really, he's actually the reason that I know that you and your husband, Tyler, um, exist. And I'll just say, um, you and your husband co-own a studio together. You have your own business as well, so we're going to dive into that today. But just so we can set the context before we move forward, can you just give people a little gist of who you are and what you do? And you can kind of take as long or as short to say that as you want. And then, as you know, it's a podcast. We're just going to let it kind of flow from there. For sure. So my maiden name is Gabriella Barrero, and I met Tyler back in 2013. He was operating a music studio out of his home. And I was originally in hospitality management at CCM. It was my first year. Like I was ready to just get things rolling. We were set up by a mutual friend and just literally like fell in love right away when I was 18 and he was 20. So I saw him operating the studio out of his home and I just as time went on and then as he graduated college, as I went in and I switched my major into accounting, I just really realized, you know, why is this staying in your house? You know, why is this studio staying in your house? I was like, institute a stack stand like we need to institute this. We need to raise pricing. I just kind of put all the structure into his business at a very young age, even when it wasn't technically a business yet. (laughs) And I then was given the opportunity to do an interview over, well, interview, what am I saying? A internship with Ernst & Young, which is one of the big four accounting firms. They then sent me overseas to work out of England. And I literally, the doors to the world were open to me because it was such an easy process of getting that internship and of traveling overseas and getting paid like 10K a month from this internship. And I came home and Tyler and I broke up over that time period because as I was expanding and as my brain was expanding, he was still home, operating out of his home studio, 
there was a really like it was just misaligned mm. so we broke up for a very short period of time we got back together he met me in ireland like we literally broke up for a week he met me in ireland <laughs> like we were back together everything was yeah. good and we came home and i was like you literally need to move this now this needs to move out of your parents home because what are you doing or else we're gonna break up again literally literally because yeah. i can't go and i can't have all this success and you can't be stuck at home mm. That's not how I can, I can't do relationships like that. I can't do friendships like that. Like we need to be on the same energy level on the same level. And so he literally found a studio that weekend, like found a space that weekend. And then by the time I was officially done with my internship, we were moving in. I had accepted another job at a different accounting firm hated it two weeks in i quit and i told him you know what i am all in like let's build this business together so i'm essentially co-founder and i say co-owner but at this point now i'm just very high level like a high level advisor to tyler with um i always put in for grants we just got a fifteen thousand dollar grant the check was just delivered yesterday so i should try to apply for some of those yes yeah definitely get in on grants please (laughs) it is the biggest you might have to put me on yes i will i can definitely need a couple Grants. Yes, any resources I can, I'll definitely send your way. But that's kind of my position in the ball. And throughout time, we just kind of kept defying the odds, right? Like kept increasing pricing, kept increasing our client base, kept just amazing relationships with our clients, regardless. Like regardless of of what happened, we always aim to have an amazing customer service, which was just Tyler and I. Yeah. And so that's kind of Excuse me, that's the kombucha talking there. Um, All good. It's a podcast. We, it's a podcast. Everything's allowed. You got to let it roll. Uncensored. You know? <laughs> Uncensored. <laughs> don't censor us. Okay? I say raw conversations for a reason. Yes. People don't think... I, I don't know. I've already Very canceled wrong. myself on here, so it is hey, what it is, we but. have to. We all need to be canceled every once in a while. I know. It's. A, I think it's a. It's. It's, it's healthy. Powerful. We need exactly. to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know. Big time. So then I went from there to owning my own. You know, I really decided I was kind of getting bored with the vault as COVID was going in, and I was like, I need to start my own thing, and I'm ready. Like, I'm just ready to start my own thing. We need to focus on you building out a team. Mm-hmm. We need to focus on you sitting in your genius. So that's when I built out No Plan B Coaching originally, taking on a ton of coaching clients that were local small business owners, helping them build out their goals, their processes, their systems. And then that's kind of, you know, rocketed from there. It's over the past two and a half years has truly skyrocketed. And I just love what I do. And then I built out my network almost a year ago now, which is the Next Generation Network. That as well has skyrocketed. And I literally like just wake up in the morning and go to sleep at night. And I just can't believe that this is the like, I know it sounds so cliche. And like, I know people say this, but I just literally can't believe that this is the life that him and I live with our two kids and our beautiful condo, like our beautiful studio and office. Like, I just I can never believe that this is what's happened. I've had a little similar experience even recently where like, uh, as, as you know, it's the business is waves. So like Mm -hmm. we just had like a wave, like a lot, like, and I told my partner this, I said, it's going to come all at once. Mm -hmm. Just wait. Mm -hmm. And then months and months and months go by. I'm like, just wait, just wait. And then it just kind of hit us and you know, whatever we did more, we edited more samples than we even did at client episodes. It's such just like crazy shit. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, wow, I, this is actually like becoming a real thing, you know? And like, I have been doing it full time, but just to think like, okay, sure. Like I'm not, ma- I'm like making enough to get by, but like even that, you know, even the fact that I have all- time freedom, is just amazing. You know, like just that feeling of, 
hey, my friends have to go to work, you know? Like I, I don't have yes. like I don't have to. Like I'm I get to do it, you know? Yes. But that is an amazing feeling to literally look at everything and try to take that perspective on on like, wow, I actually have this. Yeah. Like people pray for this like this is people's yeah, dreams yeah. like people someone's dream is to engineer their week to only work monday and tuesday mm-hmm. and be off the rest of the week like yep. people's dreams are are what we are living and i think i'm the kind of person that just never takes any of that stuff for granted mm-hmm. like i'm so appreciative i think a lot of i think some people are just praying too much and not doing as much yes you know not enough and there's action. that not enough action Risk yeah taking. i think it was somebody said it today there were that I read on LinkedIn or something, they were like, the difference is like almost always execution. Yeah. You know, because like you can have all the talent um, in the world, but if you're not going to execute, then, you know, it's all wasted. You know, if you don't actually go and use it with other people and integrate it into systems. And that's what I realized. I'm like, you can just brute force a lot of this and, mm-hmm. and you'll burn out fast. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can get through, you can get over so many things by just sheer, just like, okay, I'll learn it. I'm not an expert, but who cares? I'll learn it, you know? Straight up executing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to beat the competition every single time if you just show up. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So what did you think that, like, well, you went to the accounting route, but, like, what mm-hmm. did you think you were going to do with your life, like, before that, you know? Work in hospitality management. Like, my obsession was, I've always been obsessed with people. I love their stories. Like, you can literally go back to any year in time, and it's going to be Gabby asking questions to someone and wanting to get to know them. Like, oh, you do this need a has podcast, always yeah. been me. <laughs> yeah. I love it. But it would always make people uncomfortable, and I never knew why. But I realized mm. that a lot of times people had so much within them that it was hard for me with the questions that I would ask for them not to come up with, you know, traumatic things coming to the surface. And so I had to kind of learn how to, to ask questions. But I was convinced I would go into event planning, which I do do now as well. You know, and I've been to one. Yes, exactly. Lots of fun. Lots of exactly. fun. Exactly. Yes. So that was really my, I was convinced that I would go into event planning and I'd be an event planner. Oh, wow. I was actually in between going to a school for accounting or, or economy. I love um, uh, economics rather. I love economics, and I was in between economics, accounting, or continuing with hospitality management. Honestly, it came down to a huge scholarship that I got from Bloomfield College. They gave me like almost a full ride. So, my, like, I don't come from money. Like, I don't come from anything like that. My father's Colombian. My mom's like Norwegian and European. Oh, wow. okay. So I'm first generation on my dad's side, and then my mom's side has like been here forever. But uh, like I didn't I grew up very much like maybe we were like hanging on to the middle class title, but like mm-hmm, we worked mm-hmm. very much on the lower rung. Yep. And I didn't realize that until I got older, which is good. You know, like, yes, like my parents did everything that they could. My dad did everything he could to make sure that we were provided for. Yep. But it also let me know, like, I don't have the same advantages as everyone else does. Like, I don't have the same opportunities as everyone else does due to the fact that like my lack of network, like, mm-hmm. Because I'm first generation on my dad's side, yeah. guess where a lot of my dad's network is? It's in Colombia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all his family's there, like all his like all the things that he loves is there. Or when he came here, he grew up in poverty. Yep. So all his connections aren't really connections that I can necessarily use to yeah. further myself. So I had to get a huge scholarship for college and Bloomfoot College was like, we'll give you like 40K a year. So then I only had to pay like 4K a year. Just so we can just touch on this real quick. Education is literally the best business model ever Mm -hmm. because you don't Mm -hmm. need to uh, increase the value to increase the prices. 
you can just increase prices. Yes. Like, and you don't need to change anything. And people view it as a necessity, so they'll keep yeah. showing up and they'll keep enrolling. And however long that works, it's for, the biggest I'm scam sure. that it exists. Is. It is. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it's not that it's not valuable. It's just mm-hmm. for the money, it's not valuable. Like for in most cases, a lot cases, of degrees yeah. are not valuable. Like if you did a course for one hundred sixty thousand dollars, that course would almost have to guarantee that you would at least make that back. But then college is just like, well, you know, you also just figure it out after this. And we don't guarantee anything. You know, yes. it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Because um, just because like just with the just because the prices just go up and I'm just like, this is like just not fundamentally. This business would never succeed if it wasn't education. Yes. You know, which is crazy. But did so did your parents like did was there any pressure from them for you to kind of go to college and be, you know, whatever, quote unquote, successful and have this life? Um, or did they have anything? Was there any of that? Or were they kind of just like, do what you want to do? Well, I, that pressure was placed on me by me uh, okay. because yep. my parents, like I grew up reading like Napoleon Hill and having quote books oh, and wow. like my dad raised me on that stuff. So I, anything that you've read, like I've probably read and I read it when I was younger. Like I love it. I was raised on just my dad really helping me hone in on my mindset from a very young age. Some of it didn't really make sense, but it was what it was. Like I played soccer year round, like me and my sister both did. So we'd be hot as heck, like playing soccer in like a hundred degree weather. And my dad'd be like, just imagine you're in Antarctica. Like literally, it's your mind. So like you have like to control mind. your mind. Yeah, he, he was a... like my mindset coach. Like oh literally, God. since I was born, which is two things because yeah. as a child, like I technically shouldn't have had to completely overregulate my emotions. Like uh-huh. I technically should have been able to just communicate and just be, be open and bright. Just be a kid. Like when I fall down and and was hurt. I could have just been coddled instead of like, it's just in your mind. Like, that's not a bit like this isn't a big deal. So like I just kind of learned to brush over things Mm -hmm. like all my accomplishments completely brushed over like any like all that I've achieved. I'm 27 and everything that I have to me is so completely normal. And I there's parts of me that know that it shouldn't be. And I should be able to to reward myself more and to congratulate myself more. But to me, I've just normalized success. So I think that's really the answer is that like my parents normalized success and then they also had two kids while my sister and I were in high school so I have a younger brother and a younger sister that are nine and twelve so I really like high school and accomplishments that I had in college like it really wasn't a big deal I didn't do college tours we didn't do anything my parents didn't have the money so it was known that I was going to go to the community college that was it that was it it was that was my hey, path. I didn't have any other option. You're on your own. Yep. Yeah. So go to the community college. That's what they would pay for. So they paid for two years at community college. And then past that, I had to take care of everything else, mm-hmm. which like is like, OK, great. But like at at CCM, I was able to play sports that then granted me scholarships, but scholarships with checks written out to me. So I kind of accumulated a big savings account with all the scholarship checks that were written out to me from playing soccer and basketball. So it's wow. like in a way. I, I knew that I would always do this. Like, I knew that I was always made to build a big impact. Like, I remember it was like fourth grade or fifth grade, and I came home with my report card. Like, I've always been a stellar in school. Like, it's just my thing. I love education. And like, putting it onto a piece of paper and then being like, shoot for the moon, and like, you'll go, you know, you'll hit the stars, you know, that thing. Putting it on the side and showing my parents because I wanted their praise and, and getting nothing. So, like, I always have been this like self sustaining vehicle, which I'm always very open about. Like, it has its negative and it has its positives. It's, 
lone like it was lonely for a while because I really can't I had to curate a friend group around me that could move at the level that I move at mm-hmm. like and I had to stop like killing myself that like this is just the way that I operate I move very quickly and like I like what it takes someone a year to achieve I'll do in a month and like I'll keep repeating and I'll stay consistent and like that's how I believe that I'll beat the competition I'll beat them every single time right like I'm not going to execute once I'm going to execute every single time I'm going to show up and that was just like what my dad instilled in me and I thank him a lot for it like I wish he could have given me a break but in theory the fact that I live the way that I live now, I'm happy. Like, I'm happy that I had those morals and the, those, mi- like, a mission. Like, he almost instilled a mission in me from birth. Like, you have to be the best. You have to make an impact. Like, love, compassion, and respect. LCR. Like, love, compassion, oh, and respect. Like, that's what was always instilled. Like, how can you, how can you say anything different when you have a dad that came over here when he was eight and works like 70 to 80 hours a week for you, like painstaking labor? Like, how can you look him in his eyes and tell him that you won't succeed? That's my, like, that's just my mindset. Like, I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I wanna retire my dad. Like, I wanna retire both my parents. Like, I want to do, like, I wanna, I want them to not have to work. I want them to work for me, you know? Yeah. But when that day, when when that day comes is is hopefully will be a great day like I have dreams of like literally driving a Ferrari into my parents driveway and being like hey dad this is yours like that's just some of the things that I really hope to do so you're never going to hear me talk about like huge money goals because to me money is just like no offense to anyone it's like the lowest blow of a goal it's also fake like it's the lowest blow like okay yay good for you you made a hundred but it's like made up it's, and, and it's so like you never know the full story like you never know where it came mm-hmm. from you never know That's the background what I'm saying too. I'm right like, a- like it's just it's so fabricated and you come up with a number and you don't know okay well what was your expenses how much did you spend like where did you invest the money how much did you take out and pay yourself just a lot of things things that honestly sometimes people don't even know so so you when, know? when people if some and I assume you've been asked this question before, but when people say to you, "Oh, how did you do all this by 27?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you just really the answer is, I mean, sure, you just give us the background, but it seems like the speed thing is very important to you. And two things: one, there that is the name of the business. There is there was no plan B. Yes, you only yes. just executed, and then you would just hey, you get a dip, no problem, keep yeah. executing. Yes, so that's yeah. why you're that's the name of your business, I would assume. And then what I also gather from that is it really is a speed thing because people talk about speed a lot. Um, I think it's I think it's underrated. I think where people get caught up on speed is that they don't want to be going in the wrong direction. And I'm not really afraid of that. Like, I'm not really that afraid of that at all. Um, but especially when you're young, because it's like, what is the wrong direction if it brought you to the right direction? Like, they, they create these fictional examples of, like, you'll just go down this, the, you'll be in the wrong lane for 100 miles. And it's like, okay, so then you can pivot the next day. Like, it's just, so I think speed's really important. And I've learned how important it is. Um, as long as you're not sacrificing the fundamentals I think why not go faster? So is it's that, like yeah. a sports like to me everything mm-hmm. in my head always goes back to sports, especially soccer and basketball too. Yeah, they're just like it's not like football when you're waiting for the guy, right? To, like the sports moving. that I played were so strategic, and I spent I played those years too, by the way. playing them. Yeah. Right? Like yep. especially if like me too. You're yep. in the game. You're co- like you're you're a captain. You're a leader within the team. Like you're bringing the team to like we need to win. Like we show up to the soccer field. Yep. 
to win. We yes, don't show up yes. there. But I don't think a lot of people think of their business like that. Like, I no. think a lot of people literally wake up and they're like, literally subconsciously, like, I'm going to lose today. Literally. I'm not going to go to the gym, like, not going to eat well. Like, I'm yeah. not going to go on Instagram and do anything. I'm not going to do any kind of sales activity. Like, I... They're not even thinking of it. But, oh, it was a relaxing day. I just had to relax. Okay, but then you repeated that day for seven days, Mm -hmm. turned into a week, and now three months later. Like, you're you're showing up, and you have a mentality that's setting you up for failure, and you're going to lose. And I I take days off. I'll take weeks off. Mm -hmm. But even in my off time, I have things set up that I'm still showing up. Like, I think it's this weird connotation that we have around being off. How much are we actually escaping? Like, what are you trying to escape and why are you trying to escape it? Because maybe you shouldn't be offering that service if you need to take off True. for a whole week. Like, what's wrong with it, your process? Yeah, I I wrote this down the other day. I'm like, if if what you're doing didn't, um, if if following your passion didn't change your life, then it's not your passion. Like, if your life didn't change yet, then it's not, it must not be the thing. Yes. So get out of there. Like, if you're still miserable, yeah, yeah. question yourself. Like, even today. Like, I went in my pool for 30 minutes today and felt so guilty about it in the middle of the day. You know, oh it's like, gosh. but, like, I have that similar thing where it's yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, how can I, you know, but I'm like, all right, all right, dude. There, I was actually talking to my girlfriend. She's like, why do you need nine reasons to go in your pool? You know um, what I'm saying? Go in the damn and pool. And I'm like, I just need, <laughs> she, I'm, I'm talking to her and I'm literally like, there's only two weeks left of summer and like, I'm also not going to be able to go in the pool and then I'm going to, but I do, should get this done. And she's mm-hmm. like, just go in the fucking pool. Like, it's all good, dude. Yes. And, um, you know, I still had a productive day. It's like, it didn't sh- kill my day. Oh my so, gosh, yes. yeah. So it's I like, I love then, laying by the pool. Yeah, no, it's the, the best. And like, I just, yeah, I got the sun. I got my 20 minutes of sunlight, whatever, went in the pool. Like, it was cool. But if you do, like you said, what you said was perfect. I think if you, if you, if I find my myself all day every day in the fucking pool it's like something's wrong you know and and, but i don't know people start with ideas and then they get so but you know how it is you've seen so many things through that you get it it's that people have always been on a track that's been paved for them so and everybody else has has their ruts in that track so you're on a path that's been paved it's it's all like you can just see it through Mm -hmm. when you're carving your own path you need to make the ruts on the path like you are the one to take the next step so once they get past the inspiration and excitement stage that's when they day after day after day can't execute because they were running off that excitement and now when it got hard they couldn't that excitement wasn't there anymore so then what do you do well you stop showing up you stop showing up yes yeah well a lot of people do yes Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. It is always so eye opening to me. And that's why when I found my crew of people that like are just ride or dies and they invest into me and I invest into them like it was like unlocking some sort of code because I thought I was I was waiting so long for people to fill roles that they didn't want to fill. Like, I really was, like, looking to people to be certain things that they never had the intention of being. And that was hard for me, you know, because at at some point in time, and, like, also going back to the name No Plan B, although it is there's no plan B, the reason why I originally wanted it to be that is because, like, of of the actual, like, birth control, like, you know, you take plan B. Yes. Right? So when I was eight, 18 at my senior shore I was sexually assaulted and the next day I had to take a plan B okay because it was crazy like it was just this 
crazy thing. I got no help. I had no resources. I had no clue what was going and, on. And this okay. is not, un- that's not uncommon. No. Oh my gosh. It's literally, I would say 99.99999% a friend who's of, advocating of for this a lot. Women and, and yep. men. Because it happens to men too, right? And yeah, like, 100%. we don't know. I mean, you don't have to take it blame me. But yeah. like, no, you know, but like, it's, it's 70%. More than they say, it's, I think it's probably more. It's probably most women will have some kind of experience like that. Unfortunately. Yes. Oh my gosh. No, it's probably stat. more. It's, it's like probably more. literally one in three. Because that's just reported. I mean, yes. Not, most of it isn't reported. And, and, and the amount of men Because why would they? Men like, would, why would they? never answer, answer no. yes to that, even if they were. You no. know what I'm saying? So, like, it's all like a, of it's underreported. It's like a confidence thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I had, you know, the next day I had to take plan B. And, like, that brought me down a really dark path, like, right up till meeting Tyler. Like, Tyler was like, ooh, wait. I was drinking, like, and I was, I was 18, okay, but, like, I was drinking, and I was smoking, and, like, there's nothing wrong with either of those activities, other than the fact that I had no control over them. Like, I completely... It depends why you're doing it. Yes, and I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. And so then we met, and we kind of, like, drank a little bit more for a little bit longer, and then, like, I went into college, and, like, I start, I was the one who started to become very extreme with it. Like, I would always have to black out. Like, I just, it was really, it was not good. Like, I, the self-control was not there. And so, it came to a time where I was done with that internship at Ernst & Young. Like, I was kind of in the crossroads between going with Tyler's business or going for the money, going for the passion or going for the money. And I had to sit there and literally stare at myself in the mirror like in a depression I couldn't like all the food in my fridge was moldy my entire apartment I lived at at that time because I left my parents house at 21 like I've been self-sustaining for six years now but I left my house my parents house all of a sudden at 21 because we had an argument moved into my grandma's like basement apartment it was disgusting it was a mess I was in the deepest depression and I literally stood at myself in the mirror and I was like like what the like what in what the fuck are you doing what are you doing? And it turned to the point where I had made myself gain so much weight because I thought that that would protect me. I didn't want anyone to hurt me anymore. And even though it had been years, like I think at that point I was 22, like it had been four years since I was assaulted. But I never, I never, I never actually wanted to come to the terms that that happened to me. Because how could me, how could me, someone so strong, right? Like how could that happen to me? And how could I let that happen to me? That was what my mindset was. I let that happen to me. I I probably wanted it, right? Like all these things that you hear in trial cases, I was experiencing. And I had to just come to terms with it and like read more books and educate myself more and open myself up to people. And Tyler and I had a conversation and I was like, Tyler, what I really wanna do is I want us to start a family. Like, I want us to have our kids now. And so that's why no plan B, because then when I got pregnant with Adriana, which was completely by choice, you know, I was 23, was not a mistake. And people kept asking me, what is, was this an accident? You know, was she an accident? Why, you know, why are you guys doing this? Like, because we were only boyfriend and girlfriend. So I, that was my thing. Like, this was, there was no plan B because I got pregnant, right? Like, we obviously had unprotected sex, right? It worked. I got pregnant. And this was like, this was the plan A. Like, this was actually the plan A. So when I came to like names for my business and names for a book and names for things, I always wanted no plan B. Like, there was no plan B. And there is no plan B, right? Like, there will never be a plan B for me. I refuse to because when I chose my plan B, when I chose things only for the money and for the accolades and to make other people happy and live other people's ideas of what my life should be, Mm -hmm. I was depressed. I was my unhappiest. I was like, 
loving alcohol. I was loving escaping from reality. But then when I chose my plan A and then I when I dedicated myself towards it, which was such a risk, like I don't think people understand the amount of money that I could be making if I was within public accounting. Uh, we could have all of our dreams and then some, but I probably wouldn't be here. Like as in I would have probably gotten so depressed that I don't I like I always tell people this, like I probably would have taken my own life because I'm the kind of person who thrives off my environment and just those environments within these top firms and these top accounting companies are doggy dog and not in a team way okay in a really horrible way and so there's a lot of guys too yes i probably wouldn't have stayed with tyler i probably would have been like ooh, i should just like no i'm better alone like i wouldn't have been a team Mm -hmm. i would have just been solely focused on myself which i think is almost what society wants you to do you're the like you're the top dog like you're the one who should be winning but in my no 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 no. like it's about the team like we need to go back to the team and so that's why like no plan b really comes from the fact that like when I started my child when I started planning for our family we didn't want to use plan b like because we could have just run to the grocery store after having after like deciding we wanted Adriana like both of our kids were one hit wonders like essentially both of our kids just took one time like they were so ready those those genetics be popping son (laughs) them genetics but like I always think that like they were so ready like they were so ready to be ours like I just love my kids so fucking much and like i just believe that they were just ready like they were ready to be here with us they're like hey mom hey dad like no you don't have to do it one more time like we are here we are here for you and it always just i I think that the best parts of your life are the things that come easiest If it come, if it's easy, right? Other than going to McDonald's and stuff, like other than when it comes to diet, okay. But like yeah. when it's easy, I think that that's when it's the most aligned. Yeah, when you don't, it's not even that it has to be easy. It's just when you don't have to try. Yeah, and you don't have to struggle. Force, you know? Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when you're yeah. trying that one thing for so long, and you're like, it's gotta work, it's gotta, and then you mm. just accept, like, hey, I'm just gonna, it's not gonna work. I'm gonna try something new or whatever. Like, you have that, mm-hmm. and then you have these things that just it seems like it's almost meant to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like fate. So, aligned. Like, just like divine alignment. Yeah. And no, I really, uh, wow. Yeah. I was going to, you know, make a terrible joke about the no plan B and you guys having two (laughs) two, two kids or whatever, but I didn't know the real origin. So I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, you know how some people have, I feel like some people have kids because they have, they don't really have a purpose like in their, and which is like, like, I'm not here to like knock somebody for having a child, but Mm -hmm. like, I think um, for you like you're so kind of like chat like you guys are kind of challenge oriented so it's also like yeah we're gonna literally be working for ourselves running two businesses and then have a kid like it's not like oh i'm so you know bored or whatever (laughs) i want to raise a child i feel like i'm ready you guys are like we actually on paper this makes no (laughs) sense at all like this is like the worst decision so that's why <laughs> that's why people in your life were, were like, like y'all what the fuck are you like doing? i know you guys are ambitious but not this ambitious yeah. they literally were like not that they were counting on us to fail because i think we we overestimate and i think we over like your family is your family yeah. like your blood's your blood they, okay they know you know, so like mm-hmm. uh, we knew that they were like the studio is going to fail. They're both going to have to get jobs like mm-hmm. this is going downhill fast. Like where are they going to live? But the exact opposite happened. So I always like to say, like, you are literally always going to have people that are going to doubt you. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did. We were like, I know that this doesn't make sense, but you have to believe us like every single like you have to believe us. You have to believe in us. And some people will. 
And some people won't. And like, it's regardless, yeah. you know, but I think that's what we had to ask our families to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, it's their kid too. You know, it's their grandkid or their, yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. And yeah. they, and the thing is though, it's like your families are going to show up too. And, and they're going to be, they, once, well, you have the, the child, there's nothing. <laughs> right? Like, what are you going to do with it? Your SOL, my it's, friend. It's here. Like, can you guys. <laughs> can you come over on Saturday? Yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what's up? When are you trying to watch this kid? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of you and Tyler, because I just feel like this is really interesting. You guys are, do not have the same personality at all. Mm-mm. And no. when I started working for Tyler, I realize I'm like, I'm like, oh, he's like, it's like, he's got a lot going on up here. Like he's so intelligent, but he, he, he doesn't want to, he's takes it in, you know, and you know, way better than I do, <laughs> but, but you have this, you kind of have more, this kind of outgoing and type a kind mm-hmm. of personality and, and I have it too. Um, something similar to that. But like, so do you guys feel like, do you feel like you guys yin and yang and you guys kind of have this kind of you know, kind of opposite personality types or? Oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say in public we do, Mm -hmm. but in private, like Tyler is a goofball. Like he is, he's a mate, like he's a great father, like he's a great husband, but yeah, we definitely are two opposites. And I always bring back to a fight. Where is the where is the scar? I don't know where the scar is, but we went and visited a f- my best friend at the time at Moravian College, and we were at this like frat party. Like this was back when I drank alcohol. I've actually s- been sober now for five years. I had some but, times there for yeah, sure. at Moravian. Some, some no plan B. Yes, yeah, no plan B events. You're like, <laughs> well, it didn't go that far. But <laughs> been there, done that. Okay. I went to Moravian. That's we'll leave it at that. Yeah, been there. Past life. We went there for a frat party, and there was this guy that was like bumping against Tyler, and I didn't like it. Like it was just rude. Like. he was just drunk and so I said something to him to him and I like then he was being mean back to me so I like poured my beer all over him and like threw it at him and then he threw his beer can at me too and tried to get in a fight with me even though he was on the football team so technically I put a press charges but like I have a scar somewhere so I feel like that really describes Tyler and I well like but Tyler the whole time was like What's going on? I, I, I was fine. I, I like, my... I was fine. <laughs> Why did you have to get involved? Yeah. I was fine. I'm just, like, outgoing and rambunctious. And, yep. like, I always, like, would like to talk. Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to talk. Like, could we just sit and talk for an hour? Yep. But then I also have times where, like, I don't want to talk. And, like, I'm not feeling well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we balance each other out in that part, in those parts. Like, we are a true team. And it has taken time. Like, we're young and we've been together. Like, next year will be 10 years of us being together. So I'm married for three years. So... It's, I know that we're very young. I know that the things we've done are not common for our age range. And he's just like literally the best. Like he's my life partner. Like I'm just convinced that we will be partners forever. Like I think that it comes to a point in time where the romance isn't even a factor. Like that is my partner. Like that is my ride or die. That is someone who will literally be with me until the day that I die. And I will do and like I literally would do anything for him, and I have done every like you know what I mean like I yes I've for each done, other yeah. yes yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah do you yeah. think that since you started a business together mm-hmm. that that kind of chemistry that because I'm thinking I'm like if you guys met and you were individually doing the things that you're doing now and mm-hmm. then you met mm-hmm. I don't know if you would have had the kind of cohesion that you have in terms of 
and I know it's ups and downs in business yeah. and in relationship, but yeah. but I feel like it's very what I'm getting at is it's very difficult to to be in a relationship with the person you're also doing business with. And I know you're somewhat of kind of a higher level kind of consultant for for his business, but you mm-hmm. guys work together and you work in the same place, and then you live in the same place and sleep in the same place, and yeah, it's gotta be. I mean, I do it just by myself. All that you know, it's like uh, it's tough. It's gotta be like a it's a different relationship when you have a relationship. And then you can just go off on your own all day. Yeah. And then you guys, you don't have that. Like, where are you going? All right, I'll work at home today. But. Yeah. No, I know. We don't really like, it's it's interesting because I don't think that if like, I think if we met later in life, I we both would have been too far in two different directions. Like I think we needed to meet when we met. And I know everything about his business and he knows everything about me. I can run his business for him. Like I can do everything for him because I built it. Like I built it you know what I mean so he got to live in his genius and just show up and engineer and record and do what he wanted to do and I handled everything else like bookings and finances and all the things so I think it had to be that way in order for us to have like a great relationship but I I like I I love the fact that we get to work out of the same building like I love the fact that like I have the upstairs and he has the downstairs and we can go grab lunch together and we can go get coffee for each other and like, I love that. I just think it's so special that, like, our kids can run around and can run across the both levels and, like, we can both watch them if we need to out of the office. I just, like, I have no complaints about it because we we don't fight. Like, we don't fight like that. Mm. So it's, it's, like, interesting because I'm, I'm at, like, we're just, we're both, like, not toxic in that way. Yes. Like, we're both very self-aware. So we just, like, business is business. And then when we get home, family is family. But we had to fight hard to have that. Mm balance when finances are tough business almost has to always be business but now that things are much better we don't have to worry anymore like but I think things were the worst or would be the worst when we were worrying about other things and that was what was affecting our relationship right like worrying about money like how are we gonna pay rent this month how are we gonna pay rent next month now we don't have to worry about any of those kind of things so it's kind of just like uh how are you doing like what are you doing this week what am I doing this week like Let's make sure we grab lunch or like, let's make sure we do this or let's make sure we recap on that. And now he has like a team, which is so beautiful, a team that he built for himself and he picked himself. And I think that's like also what he needed. He needed his team. I have my team now. He has his. So we don't necessarily need to fight with each other over anything. Uh You know, like I don't own anything there. Right. Like action wise, Mm -hmm. he has a team for that. He just comes to me when he knows he needs my insight and my expertise. I'll help him do anything, can make any connections. And like, that's just the way that it gets to stay. And to me, like, it's beautiful because we don't hold each other. We don't hold each other accountable for things that like we know we don't own. You know, I don't think a lot of relationships like do that. Like you're responsible for my emotions and you need to make me feel this way. Like we're both very self-aware. So it's like, hey, a client made me feel like this. So I feel like shit right now. But like this energy that I have is not about you. Like it's about something else that I'm carrying into this. So like, let's just like chill for a little bit or like, could we go get ice cream? Or like, can you get me a Coke from from McDonald's? Because I just need a little something to kind of top me off right now. Yeah, yeah. No, for real. No, you guys are perfect for this. I, 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 you get this is like you're living the life. I mean, you're really living the mm-hmm. life, and you did it. You built it, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to go into the vault I, really bad, but I want to save it um, because I definitely have a lot of questions there. But yeah. in terms of you, kind of mentioned this a little bit, and this is important to me. So when you were kind of explaining your childhood, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. you didn't have a lot of praise for 
you know these things that you accomplished. Now um, you're at the point in your life where you don't, you can, you know, take a day off. It's not going to yeah. kill your business, and you can kind of have a little bit more freedom. Do you find yourself trying to reward yourself? Like mm-hmm. you said that it was tough for you to mm-hmm. kind of reward yourself because you always uh, had to do the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you have you found ways to to now kind of like like reward yourself and unwind and relax and things like that? And if so, like what do you do to yes. to do that? You know? Yeah. You know what? It was hard for a really long time because I, and it's still a weird thing for me. Like I have to be really honest. Like people will tell me all the time, like all the time, my DMs are blown up consistently. Like I have a lot of DMs. I have a lot of people that like look up to me and it's really we- like, that's really weird for me. Like Gabby, you inspire me. Like you're such an inspiration. Feeling, like, yeah. like all these things that they say to me and to me, I'm like, I'm just normal. Like, I'm just a normal person. Like, I'm really nothing special. Like, I'm just normal. But I think it took me so long to realize that I need to start treating myself like that. And I think that people are mirrors of us. And when I realized that I was on when I was unhappy with the way that people were treating me, it's normally because I was unhappy with me. Like, I was unhappy with something in my life. So when I um, was about to give birth to Eli in November of 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a few months off. So I'm like literally for the first year of my business, like the first year of my business, I maybe made like $4,000. Okay, like maybe. And the second year, because now I'm going into my third calendar year, technically, the second year I think was maybe like 30 or 40 or something. And now this year I like don't track the numbers as well as I should, but like it's exploded. But the thing is, is that Tyler and I both work part time. So like I work like 30 hours a month maybe 40 hours a month but before before I would be working every single day every single day and it's kind of like the conversation that we had earlier where I was working every single day and it wasn't working it wasn't working it wasn't working it wasn't working so I had Eli I took a few months off and when I came back in January and February I was ready like I was ready to just go back to what worked I was ready to take time off for myself so now I maybe work two full days a week. I don't need to work anything else. I literally don't because in those two days, I'm able to be so effective and so efficient and I have everything streamlined. That's all I need. Bring me through a day. A a typical day for me? Yeah, one of those work days. Okay, so I wake up around six and I head to the gym. This is a work day. Yes, this you, is a work Do you day. wake up later on a different day? Or? I never work up, I never wake up past seven. Okay. Like I always wake up at like five thirty six. So I wake up, I head to the gym, I do a workup by spin and tonic. My girl based out of Philly, she is amazing. Ooh, and good name too, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Her name's Tanya, spin and tonic. Oh like she's God. awesome. Couldn't you have more. to yes, you have to follow I, her. I she's... already know the brand by <laughs> just the name. Yes. <laughs> no. So I do a, one of her workouts okay. and then depending on how the day is structured, like today I had to go home, get the kids ready ready and I dropped the kids off at my in-laws but yesterday when I was done with my workout I brought my laptop with me and where we live there's a co-working center so I just walked right in the co-working center and got right to work I normally like to get like two solid hours of work done like client work like network work like work work and what are I'm you not doing talking are you is this are you you know tracking are you documenting like what does mm-hmm. that look yeah. like Anna? and you're I, a business consultant you would consider yeah. yourself if you want to use titles yeah. Yeah, a majority. Well, the reason why I'm able to work a 30 hour work week is because I have high level fractional COO clients that I serve. So those 30 hours are literally like 
just their time that I, I like normally they each have like 10 to 12 hours a month. So like my like maybe it'll range from like 30 to 40 or 50 at most hours a month that I'm going to be working. But I realize like that's all that I need. Like that's all that I need. Yeah. We're good financially yeah. and I can't like there are there are seasons in life. Right. Yeah. Like in their seasons in businesses. You're in your 20s still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I can rela- like I can relax. I can chill because yeah. I'm killing it. So I'll depending on like drop the kids off or head straight into work. And then I normally only work till like two or three that I'm home with the kids. Mm-hmm. But my average day is probably going to consist of like at least three client meetings, like at least one networking call or connecting call. And the rest is just like client work. And how many clients do you have? Can you say that? Well, I have three fractional COO clients that I work with. And that COO is chief operating officer. Yeah. So so they're founder, owner, operators. Fractional means basically. So this, this company, this is a business and then they don't have this role. They don't have a chief operating officer. So what they'll do is they'll hire a chief... Uh, a, a fractional. fractional meaning essentially like kind of freelance but freelance yes. isn't the perfect word for yes. it but yeah. essentially somebody where okay we don't have to pay this person a full salary yes. and they'll and we don't have enough work for them to work 40 hours anyway mm-hmm. so we'll just hire you and you can kind of take on that role and then that's where you get your flexibility from they're happy because they don't have to hire for this in, entire yes. role yes like, yeah. and if i'm set up for success when i dedicate my two to three hours a week for them I'm executing high level. Yep. Like we are high level. It is go, go, go for those two hours. Mm-hmm. We get so much done. Are you with a CEO or who you, who's in these meetings? with? Like who are you as a fractional CEO? Like yeah. who with else the is owner. in there? Oh, yeah, with the with owner. The, is, there yeah. a CF, is there financial people in there? To, or is this Usually. basically you and the owner? No, there's now at this point now they usually have a team. Okay. Yeah. And you're kind of co- you're kind of like coaching them on what to do? Yeah. Or, well, okay. it's like a unique because at that yeah. level, they still do need coaching. They need mentoring, yep. but they also need consulting. So I mm. kind of so that's why the words coaching or consulting that we talked so about. It's so interchangeable. This yeah, because yeah. everyone needs everything at all times. Was that a strategic decision to make it consulting though, or did did you? It's the conversations I love to have. Yeah. Like I love coaching you, mm-hmm. but if you're if I if you're not going to execute, I don't want to coach you. Yeah. So when I move into consulting, I now own that project. So actually, I have more ownership over if it's executed or not and bringing on my team to help Uh, it be executed. So that's the big disconnect to me. uh, Like I tie uh I tie a lot of my worth to the impact that I make when I was coaching. It was minimal impact. Mm -hmm. Like I literally was like, okay, I'm going to give you all this information. I'm giving you all my time and I'm making a lot of money, but you're not going to go and do it because like of X, Y or Z. Mm -hmm. Right. I hated it. I hated it. Like, I hated the fact that, like, you, I was going to spend my time with you and I wasn't even going to know if this business was going to make it to next year. But I love having ownership. I'm the kind of person, like, I can fucking carry my own, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I will go in and I will, I will disrupt. Like, I will disrupt. We will build anything. Mm -hmm. So when I found more high level women, that didn't have that right-hand person, I saw how much their business started to fail because they didn't have someone high-level next to them. So I sit next to you. Like, I'm in here connecting you. I'm, I'm in here bringing you thousands of dollars, like, yep. to tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I want my impact to be big. Do you so, have an hourly price? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Can you I say reflect. what it is? You don't have to. It's just it's, me curious. No, Give well, it's not that much. Anything you want to disclose or not disclose? No, don't yeah, worry about it. It's, it's a personal question, not yeah, a podcast question. I can definitely question. tell you once we're done recording. Totally. Yeah. Sounds good. That's that's why we that's why I yeah. always caveat. But um, yeah, I mean, 
wow, this is what I do too. So I'm yeah. like literally like my brain is like really, uh, yeah. f- there's things happening right now where I'm like, oh shit, what if Good. I just differentiated, differentiated coaching? Cause I'm yes. tr- right now in my mind, I'm figuring, trying to figure out what the coaching was that I do. And then the difference between the coaching and the consulting. And now it's very obvious. Like I have one service that's coaching and I have another one that's consulting. And this is literally just either my, the coach, the consulting, my team comes in and the coaching, we sit on there for five hours and what you do after that five hours is all t- up to you. Yes. So yes. that's the difference. Holy shit. That just, yeah, that's really good. And Thanks, like Gabby. it changes <laughs> the price point too, because now are at we going to charge each other for this or what's I mean, Hey, <laughs> hey I'm going to invoice you later. Right, I'll right? send like, you a hundred. You send me a hundred. Yeah, yeah, right. we'll, we'll be clear. <laughs> yeah, we'll, but it came we'll to it the out. point, like I have been attending some high level events with women that I walk into and like millionaires and like yes. husbands that are billionaires. And I walk in and I'm like, no, next step is me charging 500 an hour. Mm-hmm. Like next step is me charging a thousand an hour because I'm the one that decides. But like yes. I, when I tell you that if I look, if I go back to the companies that I work with and if I ask them for hard numbers, I make them that back. Like I make them every single dollar. They would dollar. not hire you if they, if yes. you didn't too. That's the thing. So like, but I'm the one that's determining what I'm charging. Yep. So if I am not making enough, mm-hmm. it is my own fault. Which is why I love entrepreneurship, Always. but I hate it too, no, right? No, it sucks because, well, so do you have a coach? I am not the, I like to say that like I'm the kind of person who works best with a mentor. Mm-hmm. So I have a mentor. Oh, yep. I have ment- I have multiple mentors that sit in different, I believe that you need a mentor for every area of expertise that you that. aim to really excel in. Yep. Now the thing is whether these people truly know and understand their my mentors is on them. But I know they're my mentors. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think there's directly people in like, or indirectly. Yes, exactly. Still, Whether yes. they're doing Even this a, for the title. The thinking Napoleon Hill's a mentor. I mean, yes. you can, it depends how far you want to stretch the definition. Jack Canfield to me was a mentor yeah. for years when I was struggling with postpartum depression and like couldn't hey, leave my yep, house. Yep. Like it's, I have a lot of mentors. I like to say that like I work well with someone that wants to look at us as a team. And I found that a lot of coaches for women really didn't want to look at it as a team. Like they were like, I'm here, love. And you're there and check yourself. Whereas a mentor is going to listen to you, Mm -hmm. right? Like they're going to be like, okay, based on X, Y, and Z, and I know you did X, Y, and Z, this is where we're going to bring you next. You're like, this is like, oh no, Gab, I know you. And you wouldn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But like, I needed someone that was going to work. A mentor is as much a friend. Yeah. And it's basically a mentor is just having a super real friend who has just done what you want to do. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Whereas a cook, like, like you said, these women, and I see them all the time. Yeah. I edit a lot. We've edited a lot of podcasts. They're on these. Like, it's just amazing how much ego these people, some of these people have. And I'm like, and it's yeah. oh obviously gosh, men have a ton word. of ego too, mm-hmm. too. But it's like, this is my program. This is when I, it's $4 billion. Like, I'm like, who are you? You wrote one book? I'm like, you didn't even, you know? So it's, Please. I say it every fucking day. Please. Like the ego. People. Cause to yeah. me. Like, and I know this sounds really weird. Like, I am nothing. Like, I am everything, but I am nothing. Mm -hmm. I am not tied to the amount of money you pay me. And, like, don't get it fucking twisted. I don't care how much money. And it's always going to be more value than what they're paying anyway. Oh, my gosh. You wouldn't have a business. None of us would have a business if we didn't provide more. If we weren't always increasing If we didn't have, like, wow, the communication is so good or whatever those things are. Like, because you have to. But I actually was going to toss this in there, which is there's only two more there's only two ways to make more money mm-hmm. sell more units raise your prices those are the options that you have 
So as a consultant or a coach or whatever, it's like I, I go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. I might want to help somebody and they're like, I don't have a thousand. Mm-hmm. For a hundred, I, w- I just want to do it for a hundred and help them because that's just the type of person that I, I'll do it for free, really. I would. I'm literally charging because I need to make money. Yeah. You know, it's like I would do it. I did it all for free first. You know, yes. so it's it's tough when you're in that position and you're like, you don't want to be one of these ego people who's charging a million dollars. And then it's like, but you want your price to match what you're doing. And then you so you're naturally going to always undercharge because that's just mm-hmm. the rule. The, mm-hmm. You know who's overcharging. They have no clients. They have to make a fictional story and shit up. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's like it, it's all a charade. You know, they're trying to make a buck, you know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and it's this unique place that I've started to find, because the one thing that I love to do is I'm always doing market research. I'm always mm-hmm. asking questions. I'm always going into new communities I'm always watching I'm always watching people and we all have to get to a point where we don't even care how much we charge like because I keep hearing these stories and I would do it too I would do it for free and I would do it and I'm like but this billionaire guy he's gonna say his price and no one's gonna question him so I need to get the confidence to be able to say my price so that no one questions me and that's where I've just come to the conclusion I deserve money it's not bad to have money and I deserve to drop off a Ferrari at my dad's house and I deserve to have my own TV show and I deserve to have this and I deserve to have that no one like why am I telling myself that I'm not worth it because if I'm not gonna charge you my real price I am letting you know that I am not worthy of that price. Like, I'm not worthy of the life that I want to have. Mm. So in reality, I'm acting in direct opposition to my goals and my dreams. To what you would tell other people. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the mindset where I've come to. I'm going to tell you my price because it's based off my worth. And if you don't agree with that vision, then here's some other things that I have and some other resources that you can do. But like my new opinion of myself is like, if you're not already right off the back of the hand, ready to invest 5K, we probably aren't a fit. Mm-hmm. Like we probably aren't a fit because if you pay for me, I'm going to show you things in your business where you could exceed sales, mm-hmm. but we need to bring on help. So if you're not ready for 5K, we can't chat. Like we really yeah, can't. Yeah. Like you should just join one of my networking calls and we can chat there. Yep. Because that's what I'm going to do. You're going to spend 5K. I'm going to give it to you right back. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's on the fence about it, it's like, you shouldn't do it anyway. If I have to over explain, I'm not. If you have to explain really anything. Like, I've been learning and I've been learning all this sales shit now, which Mm -hmm. is like, you think your process is so dope. Nobody gives a fuck about your process. They don't care. It's all about results. And and also, the people who can afford the thousand an hour or like you're saying, the 5K up front or whatever it is, those are the people you want to work with. The people who no questions asked will purchase that because they've done that. 20 times and it's worked most of the time and not worked sometimes but they know that they have to put the money down to see the results like my best clients are my best clients have the most money they just and they don't pay they are not my highest paying client they just the 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 clients that are the best to work with have the highest um net worth so and Mm -hmm. they just have a level of understanding where something goes wrong they don't freak out the people who are paying the least amount of money are the ones that freak out because they that's all they have these people oh yeah all right cool man thanks for letting me know like they just it's the best experience with Mm -hmm. these people so you naturally want to attract the people you do want to attract the thousand dollar an hour no question that's who you want because those people are going to value it and then also not fuck with you Mm -hmm. and try to get in your way like they have goals they want to reach. I have goals I want to reach and mm. we're going to help each other. Yes. You and would pay them five grand for the thing yes. that you need or whatever. Yes. Yes. Like if mm-hmm. you really know that this person is going to help you, then you're going to invest in it. Mm. And I just think I'm done. Like I'm literally done with you if you're on the fence. Mm. I'm not interested. If you don't have the funding, 
that's not my problem. But for a long time, I thought it was my problem. Yeah. And I thought it was my responsibility to help you make money. Or you thought that, that it wasn't that, that wasn't the problem that you didn't convince them enough or something. Yes. And that's the thing now where I go like, you know, or somebody explained to me the other day, they're like, this is why I didn't buy your thousand dollar thing. And I'm like, that's the best advice that I possibly can get. Like it's like, and whether it's, whether the answer is so simple of you didn't have the money or because it was another answer that, because people won't even tell you, you won't know, you'll think it's about the money. And then, and at the end of the day, this is what I started doing too, which you probably do this. It's like, everybody has five grand. It's like most people have five grand, not everybody, but the people we're talking to, they Everybody have has it. way more. Or it's never access. about the money. It's never about like, the right, money. Like, if we're like, on this call, it's not about the money. No. Yeah. So then, you so didn't then there's express another the value. Exactly. Like they couldn't, they, they couldn't it. make sense of how it could work for them and yes. how it could exactly. So like we're focusing, like me, like like you and I hypothetically, we're sitting around. Oh man, like hitting ourselves over the head about our hourly price. Yeah. But in reality, they just want to understand like the results they're gonna get, or like they just want to understand why we're different than X, Y, and Z, and like on our sales calls or on our calls we're not even pointing out those things yes yeah and no no not effectively and and i've just i've read so many i've literally spent the last six months because we just ran off like hype and you know linkedin referrals and linkedin still does great for it's just crazy how good it works sometimes but we just ran off this kind of like uh the next client just came you know Mm -hmm. and then we had a lull and i said and i didn't realize till we were way too deep in it and I'm like, all right, I'm taking some L's here because I just was kind of my, I was checked out. Mm-hmm. I was just mm-hmm. tying to day to day, yeah. you know, day to day. And then I literally realized like, oh shit, there's a gap. Like I don't have this skill. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have this kind of like, I have the the kind of natural uh, proclivity to be good at sales, but I didn't have the actual knowledge or skills. Like there was a gap. Yeah. So then I was like, oh wait, I have to just, prioritize this and and create a system and do what business people do you know Mm -hmm. and that's that was the whole mindset so i've sold on five out of my last eight calls yeah it just it it just happened and now this is like you know it's ups and downs and flows but Mm -hmm. like i just feel so much more confident now that i've just like kind of put that work in because before Mm -hmm. people it was amazing like i don't know how i sold people were just like okay let's do it then like i wouldn't they they got nothing from me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was yeah. like they sold it themselves. <laughs> yeah, like they put the honey down, they put the trap down. Like they I, they were the ones exa- who did they it. were like, hey, can I, I want to buy this, you know, yeah. or whatever. But they didn't want to say it. And now it's kind of it's at that point where I'm like, where I can I- identify the need, the value. Like mm-hmm. I just I know how to do it a little bit better. I'm still getting better. I'm very early in this, but like is that uh I used to really think that mindset doesn't play that big of a role. Um, but now I'm like, man, you can have like. If your character trait doesn't match your skills or if your skills don't match your character traits or if your mindset doesn't match your sk- – it's like if you don't really have the trifecta, like you're going to – It's going to become exposed. It, there will be a big gap even if you're so great, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. then that's what happened to me. I'm like I'm thought I'm this guy. I'm the podcast guy, whatever. What's happening, you know, and mm-hmm. I just have to – Take, take the L. Take that L. Take that ego out yes. and just freaking go back to drawing board and learn like I was – you know, freaking 12 oh years gosh. old again. Yes, we can't escape that. Like, no. even if you're super successful, you're never going to escape having to go back to the drawing board. No. Like, I think it's just a sign of life. And I think it's also a sign of success. Yeah. You tried a strategy, you executed, and you did it so well that now you have to adapt. Yeah. You've you've owned some of that market now. 
let's move into the new market now. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, let's learn how we're going to get the new clients that are at the new rate, right? Like each new rate is going to need a new strategy. Yeah. You can't use the yeah. same strategy for your $200 clients as your $20,000 clients. No. Hell no. One comes from one side of the earth and the other comes from another. Yeah. It's two different networks. And I have clients that'll ask me that, like... I love mentoring. So like a lot of my clients are like, well, Gabby, how do I find clients that are going to pay me over like even a thousand dollars a month or over even eight hundred dollars a month recurring? You know, like how can I make 30K a year off one client? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you need to go to their watering hole. Where are they hanging out? Who are they hanging out with? But the issue is for a lot of people is you need to be authentic about it. Mm A lot of people are going to watering holes and like they're like, you know, like a tourist in like downtown Beijing where like they have like the go like they have like they're out there. It's where's Waldo, but it's the opposite because you can see them. They stick out like a sore thumb. And I think that that's a lot of people in situations and communities where they're just there for the money. And I can smell you from like 20 miles away. If you want to get high paying clients, go to where they are, but actually try to fit in. Mm-hmm. actually try to like be a contributor and actually try to like give 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 and then right like it goes back to the Gary V like yeah. left hook left hook uppercut or whatever it is like yes. right left hook left jab, hook jab, jab. Right, yes yeah, yeah so one of the but it's the truth like I swear like yep. Gary V is literally the truth mm-hmm. but so many people sleep on him or try to make fun of him of him like yeah, literally go team, listen to him like literally freaking go yep. listen to him no actually though this is the thing he used to drop he still dropped bombs but he would just drop bombs like shit that you could use you know and he still does it but like that's the what i remember like Mm -hmm. i remember watching daily v and going like holy shit if i had a business right now i'd be killing because i would just take this advice and i didn't back then um but (laughs) (laughs) i didn't it still holds true though if you still try to do it yes yeah it's still all that shit it's crazy and and i had to meet him i met him Asked him a question that was nothing about business. Yeah. I literally just kind of like, and it was a lot of different turns in my life that happened. I actually talked to a life coach for Ooh. one hour and that changed the game for me. That's awesome. Yeah. But the company I was working for paid f- f- for me to talk to that life coach. And then that life coach essentially convinced me to quit that company. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the company that I know of? I don't know if you know. With the founder that I know of? Um, or I don't think so. That I, know of? I don't think so. Don't I don't think, think so? so. Yeah, no, okay. this one okay. was really bad. I don't okay. think. Okay. Uh, no, I don't think so because this. Okay. The, I'm trying to think of the one that you're thinking about, but yeah, you wouldn't know this person. There's no way. Oh no! No, that was good. That okay, was good. That was good. Okay. Yeah, he was solid. He, <laughs> okay. You know, he's got his stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. no, that was way better. Um, this guy, man, I'll tell you about this guy for a second. I mean, if you want to talk everything that we just talked about extreme ego all lifestyle i want to be next to a pool i'm like i'm like dude my laptop doesn't even last that long but like (laughs) you know when my battery set up like come on bro this how do you even (laughs) that's just to take the picture nobody's doing that yeah yeah. and then but like it was all stroke of the ego i don't know what your parents are paying for and helping you with and not you have an apartment that's x amount of thousands a month but we're not making any money so where's the money coming from so it was all this shit and i it was could have been great it could have been great if the leadership was good. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, cocaine problem. I mean, like, it was everything you can think of. I mean, he was snorting shit, and I don't think it was flour. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, under the desk, like, he didn't even give me any. I was like, come on, bro. At least, you You're know. like, come on, sharing is, sharing no? is caring? No. No, but not, <laughs> not like I would have freaking done It's like, I wouldn't, but it's just, it's just the whole entire thing. You're like, mom, thing. not like I would have done it, mom, but. Well, no, I've done any. I don't do any. Everybody knows I'm straight edge. Yes. I look it, I live it. 
I feel it. <laughs> it's in my veins. It's in my veins. I can't baby. escape that. People, come on this, people used to come on the podcast and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go outside. I'm like, y'all get smoking here. I'll sm-, you know, yeah, it's like I'm, yeah. I might look a certain way. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was like the perfect storm of like this business is going to fail. Yes. You know, and so what happened was I was working in Manhattan and mm-hmm. that's where the we had like a little office space and a co-working space there. Okay. And first red flag. And first red flag. <laughs> Of the, the office is five by eight. <laughs> I'm like, office is but he's table. sitting by a pool in Abu Dhabi every weekend. Yeah, like, or same like Photoshop literally image. going to a bar that has a rooftop just to sit at the pool to take the picture type of thing. And I'm like, dude, you're not even working. Like I, I'm on Slack with you right now. Um, and and so, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, what? Like just a little petty thing. So you know what I mean? like, okay, let me say this. This guy create wanted to create a business that maybe not a business but like a life a brand about basically how to like get girls on tinder like that was the level that this person was at and so and like i'm telling you let me tell you what he would do he would set up the date and stand on the other side of the street so when he would see the girl in person he would make then make the determination of if he was going to even go on this date or not like that's the level of like this Talk guy was mentally ill like yeah he was like extreme like any f- forms of narcissism that can be classified you know what i'm saying mm. and so like this was my first time in court in like corporations biz- like in any white collar job at all this was my first one working for you know cocaine uh bender over here yes and uh and yeah man so, you know so so uh he so i worked in the city of manhattan i only did it for like 30 days i was on winter break from school and he wanted me to come in because he always wanted me to come in anytime i could come in come in you know because it looks better to have another person there i don't know oh my god and so i would go in and i'm talking on the bus by six i had to get up at four on the bus by six work the whole day you're bro you can't stay until eight i'm like I live four light years away, you know, and it would be, so I'm talking over four hour commute, like five hour commute and from the car to the bus to walking 30 minutes, like, uh, like not even, I wasn't even taking Ubers and it was not good. Like this whole entire thing. And I got burnt out and this was my first time doing anything like this. It was the type of thing where in the, in the beginning I realized I thought it was such a crazy opportunity. So then I was like, had blind faith. But then I realized all the flaws of the person and I realized I'm actually probably better than this person. So I had the realization. And then they said, hey, uh, you missed. Yeah, I slept in that one morning. They're like, you missed these emails. Like you got to get your life together or something. Oh, thank God. Okay. So I was like, OK, this is weird. Like I'm getting yelled at because we're missing two emails or something. And so he hooks me up with this guy named Tim and I get on a call with him for an hour. And he he's like, yeah, man, this music stuff and podcast seems promising. He said, you should probably do that. Like, he didn't say quit your job. He just said, why aren't you pursuing this? You're like 20. And I'm like, good point. So then I talked. So I so I met Gary V months before that. Then I talked to this guy. Then I left the job February 2020, started my business March 2020. And mm-hmm. I've been doing that ever since. But mm-hmm. it all started with this terrible, good thing I worked for this complete terrible yes. company and I think he's a good person at, like at heart I think he's got a good heart really do okay. I think he was just I'm mis- taking your word for it <laughs> yeah like I don't think he was evil like I think that he yeah. was very misguided and like yeah. and definitely like there's very very bad like mental illness mental illness emotional problems and like probably childhood stuff that happened I've met like, people like that 
Yeah, like I've I would for people like that. Like I would say I think he could turn around. Like to, yeah. I have faith um in that. But uh but yeah, so that was I don't know how I got there, but that is like basically was my start in like essentially business, you oh know. Oh my gosh. I was a you mechanic a crash for course. 4 years, like you know, that's what I did. I, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, let me edit this guy's podcast. And yeah. Two and a half years later, I'm in Manhattan under the desk. He's oh snorting stuff. And it was it was crazy. <laughs> it was fucking crazy, man. But that's, hey, sometimes that that's how you start. But I knew it was so much better than if I worked for a successful company. Yeah. So much better yeah. than I worked yeah. for that company. Yeah. Because I learned, I just learned more. I just learned like so many things to look out for. And, mm-hmm. and I've gotten three to five opportunities from people I've talked to at that company who don't talk to this guy at all, but they come to me and they're like, Hey, you remember me? Like, here's somebody who wants to start a podcast. Like it all came back, you know, cause I was real. I was cool. Yes. I was fine. The karma showed up in your favor. Karma showed up. Cause you did the best that you could. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People would, I was the intro sales guy and they would talk to me and then they would go to him and they would, and he's like, why am I cl- not closing? I'm like, dude, you're a freaking psychopath. Like, I could I could close them, but I don't. I just don't know how to close. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm getting them on the intro call because I know how to get people fired up. So that's easy for me. This is a perfect job. We're not closing because you're literally not a person. Mm. You know. So then the company was gone, and I'm like, it was like it was a whole lot. There but. went the co-working space in Manhattan mm-hmm. down the drain. Yeah, they asked for me to come back like three months later too. Oh, we turned things around. It's all good now. I'm like, I'm good, bro. Yeah. I was making 200 a month and I said, I'm good. That's the best kind of you I'm good. You know the deal, bro. Oh, heck yes. You know the deal. No, I'm all right. Thank you. Yeah. 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 You know the yeah. deal too when you're like, I need it, but I don't need it like this. Yeah. I could use it, mm-hmm. but it's going to, well, it's going to suck the life out of me. Like you mentioned in the beginning mm-hmm. of people being like, oh, you know, it, it, it's probably going to fail or you're going to have to get a job. Like I bet COVID was probably a moment too when, I mean, even you guys personally, yes. but like when you're like wow, I have an in-person business. Maybe yours isn't as much, but yeah, like yeah. that must have been, and it was for all businesses. I started mine, like I designed mine like that, so it wasn't yes. like that for me Yes, um, because I did it the month COVID started is when I started. Yeah. But for you guys, what did you do? Like, did you sit down, you and Tyler, and like, all right, we got to like figure out something? Like, you guys have to shut yes. the studio down, right? Yeah, or? yeah, for three months. Well, the, yeah. well, the thing that happened was I actually started my business in March of 2022, the exact weekend that COVID shut down, too. That's when hey, I started. Respect. So we Let's probably go. have the same anniversary. Yeah. Anniversaries. But... Yep. Tyler had gotten, you know, assaulted at our studio in January. So he took like three weeks off in January. We went to on a trip to Disney with our daughter and we planned getting pregnant. So we started trying to conceive in February and then we got back from Florida. And in March, you know, really things started to go downhill. I was already prepared to leave. Um, I was actually at a part-time job in an accounting firm that I had already put my two weeks in. So we were, I was ready to leave. Things of this coronavirus and all this stuff started coming about. We got the positive pregnancy test. We knew that we were going to expecting another. And then the whole entire state shut down like two weekends later or a weekend later. And so it was really hard. Luckily enough, we still had enough in savings. Like we didn't apply for the first PPP loan, which we definitely could have gotten free money from if we did. But there was so many unknowns at that time that we didn't want to be like held liable for a loan if we didn't know that it was going to be forgiven or not. So we didn't go for the first round and we just 
used our savings and like we didn't get anything waived. You know what I mean? We still had to pay our personal rent and our studio rent and we just kept things going like selling beaks beats tyler doing mixing masters like me going in and starting coaching clients and we we were lucky enough to have a in-person space that we could go to and we just worked out of our offices and kind of took turns staying home with our daughter so i built my business to be online at first and now i'm pivoting it to be across both to be in person and online but tyler's of course has always been tried and true online until his lo-fi came in the mix and that was something that's truly virtual only virtual that's you know it only takes up a little bit of his time so he built out his entire lo-fi career during covid and then it's kind of just exploded from there so Mm -hmm. it was excuse me it was hard for a while like definitely as covid was ending i'm not ending but as we were able like as restrictions were starting to lift and it looked like maybe we'd be able to open in july i believe july the middle of july maybe is when we were able to open tyler was finally taking unemployment we he didn't take unemployment for a while we could have been we could have been really reaping a lot but we decided to be the kind of people to wait until we truly needed it to to access it and then we applied for the second round of ppp loans which was then forgiven applied for another grant which we were able to get like none of it was big bucks like a few thousand dollars here a few thousand there but it was enough to kind of keep us keep us going so luckily enough like we actually really enjoyed that time which sounds weird no good i enjoyed it too i you love, know i was living life it was like i was reading a like literally two books a day like think we and were grow just rich like, that's when i read think yes that's when you had, yeah. like, oh my mind was expanding heavily during this time yeah. it was awesome it was like great. i really think yeah. back to it and i'm like that was kind of no, great i don't even caveat it anymore i just say it's great like i used yeah. to be like i know so many people had a tough time it's like i don't give a fuck <laughs> like i don't i like i don't discount your experience it's just like this is I my thrive. experience. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. All I can do is talk about my experience. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like, given, of course, we were lucky enough. We were lucky enough to not be working. Like, my dad was working that entire time. Like, yep. my dad works as a mechanic in um in a warehouse in manufacturing plants. Mm-hmm. So like, he literally had to go to work every single every single day. Yeah. Like, yep. Yep. It didn't stop for him. So it's just so weird to me. Like, so that's why I'm. I was. I was so happy. Like we were just home with our daughter and just loving life and going to the park and like going for walks and like everything was. No one was out anywhere. Like it was just so interesting. Yeah, it you was it, definitely, definitely, and ghost town I think everywhere. I, I think I was working for you guys in 2019. Is mm-hmm. when I was coming, coming to the stew every day, mm-hmm. man. That was mm-hmm. and that was amazing too. Like we were talking, like I so many connections if anybody if i could give any advice it's definitely work at a music studio yes. and just or just do what i did is basically fly in the wall and then just ask questions like yes i'll just come in there's no it was not it's nothing of like no paperwork just like hey show up and i just like received knowledge mm-hmm. you know i would ask tyler like the same question like four times yeah and he yeah. would never get mad <laughs> That's amazing. That's Tyler for you. (laughs) Yeah. Like finding like and that's the biggest hack to building a successful business and building a successful anything is like find fountains, like find fountains of knowledge that you can go to and like you can sip from when you need it. And that's like find them. But you got to go like what you were saying, like you got to go do it. Like I would ask him and be like, all right, if you were to edit this podcast, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And he's like, well. I'd probably do this and I'd probably put it in a master or whatever. And then I would just go and do it. Mm -hmm. And then like, but all of it would have been worthless if I never did anything. If I actually, so, and that's where I think also a lot of people get caught up because we are in such an age of, uh, there's so much, there's so much information. There's a lot of really good information on things you don't need to know. So people get caught up in receiving the information because it's great. 
but they don't need it in the moment. So general information is like the worst or non-specific information. Information that's not specific to the problem that you're trying to solve in the moment Mm -hmm. is useless to Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's no point in worrying about a problem that you don't have yet. Absolutely. So I think that's where like I will credit myself in like I had a mentor for music production. Mm -hmm. He said, go get Logic Pro Mm -hmm. and make music. And I said, 10-4, came back the next year with an album. Then a year after that, Met Tyler, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you guys put out an Instagram story. I'm like, I'm there. I don't care how far I have to drive or whatever. And then, all right, I'm going to edit podcasts. So I'll ask him a little bit about music, but I'm going to ask him about podcasts. And then, okay, cool. Then go apply it. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not working at a, you know, convenience store, but I want to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find an engineer, you know? So, but that's just, I don't know. Yes. I hate wasting my time. Like, I don't want to think I cannot do something where it's not contributing. You and me are like two peas in a pod then Mm. when it comes to that. Because like if I'm literally my body will like react against me. Like I immediately know when I'm doing something I should not be doing anymore. And like I immediately know when a client and I are not a fit anymore. When I start to have that feeling like, ooh, my time's not being like they don't need this. They don't need this. My time's not being used Mm. properly. Like I need to go and find someone that's going to use it properly. Have you fired any clients or like? Oh, I always do. It's a rolling basis. Yeah, yeah. Because not everyone is really who they make themselves out to be. And when you get as deep as I get into business with people, you find out their true colors. And I am so like morally driven and like mission driven and value driven. If we're not aligned, I don't even care how much you're going to pay me. Like I really can do without. Like I can always do without. Like that is like I refuse to take money just to take money. I just think people it it like does it even worse. It's almost like you're their fucking pet pig or something. Like people get really nasty when they have money and they pay you for it and they feel like they own you. Like as soon as you feel like you own me, I'm out. Like I'm literally out. And they'll be nasty when you tell them that you can't do it anymore. They'll start to think that that you're supposed to or yeah. something. Yeah. Well, I gave you all that money. What did you do with it? I told you, I logged all my hours. You yep. know every single thing that I did with the money exactly. that you gave me, yep. I put in work. Or you did this for me in the past, you have to now, you you did this for me in the past, but now I'm a dick and you don't want to do it anymore, Yeah. but still do it. And I'm like, no, 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 dude, like that, and that happened to me too, where this guy, like, he was so caught up about how we weren't doing it, how we wanted it, and then didn't show us how to do it, how we wanted it. So then I just said, we don't have a contract, goodbye. And then he was so mad because he probably realized the amount of work he would have to put in to replace us. And I'm like, yeah, bro, this is how it goes. And and I know my prices. I'm like, you're never getting somebody this good for yes. this price. And ne- never again in your life. Yes. You never will. Yes. So I know if when you know what you have, it's amazing, you know. And that's what I had to realize. I had to have a lot of conversations with other consultants and other coaches and other mentors to realize the trifecta of what I have, the knowledge that I have, who I am as a person, my personality, like has all kind of built together to be this like, like it's amazing. Like it's a, it's a package. Like I deliver a package regardless the, the resources that I have and the network that I have, like that's just cherries on top of the whipped cream and sprinkles. Like I'm the full package. If you refuse to see that, I'm not going to sit here trying to spoon feed you it. Like you need to work with me. We're not going to work against each other. So I've definitely had to fire clients when I realized that normally it's when there's there, it's an extreme amount of codependency. Right. Like, oh, but I need you. Like, what am I going to do without you? That's my first red flag 
there's a what would I do without you right like oh man you're so resourceful you're so amazing you always show up then there's a like what will I do without you like I literally don't know what I'll do and that's when I'm like I can't be your mom I can't be your dad I can't wait like right like I truly believe this is when it's like the psychology of things comes into it I'm not here to be your therapist like I'm not here to like wipe your face after you've spit up you have to be able to pick yourself up just like I have to be able to pick myself up this isn't going to work out unless you can do it like you need to fucking change your own diapers Mm -hmm. like you need to have self-autonomy like you need to you need to be able to get shit done like if I feel weirded out like you can't hold your own that's not like not attractive to me but you know what I mean like I'm not attracted to that kind of energy you know like no losers yeah no losers yep we need to be winners. We yep. need to be a circle of winners. Yeah. Right. We're only as like, what's the terminology of like, we're only as good as our best player or what our is worst, it? I think like we're only, yeah. Like we're only as good as our, as the worst person on your team or mm-hmm. whatever that, mm-hmm. that, but it's the absolute truth. Like if our, the, how, it, how bad is the worst person on our team? Yep. You know what I mean? Like if we're yeah, super. Yeah. If one person isn't meeting the standard, then that's, that's uh, nobody, no, nobody lowered. might as well be meeting it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think about this now that I have contractors and people that I manage, and I'm actually also training my partner to manage them after I manage mm-hmm. them, and it's like I always think about it from when, and I still, I mean, I don't really do this as much anymore, but when I was that editor working for somebody, you know, and I'm like, shit, like, am I the guy who's now like this guy, you know, and in, uh, you know, most of the time you're good, but sometimes you got to check yourself and mm-hmm. you realize, or at least in my scenario, I'm like, Oh, I can't be like, I definitely have bad habits. I probably don't even know them. Maybe my, I want them to communicate, but I don't communicate as fast as I want them to Right? things like that, where you make the excuses for yourself because you're like, well, I'm the boss or whatever. Yes. It's like, Oh no, no, no. This isn't what you say. This is what you do. They just follow what you do. So if this is acceptable, that's why this actually just happened. We have a production uh, like chat on Slack. That's all for our podcast production. And I was editing two episodes. Um, and um, just because something happened with, with our other editor or something like that, logistical. And I, we require them to send a message on what they're working on, when they're working on it, and when it's going to turn around. Like simple. Like, hey, I just got the files. Like I'll have it by Tuesday or whatever. All right, cool. Just the check-in. Mm-hmm. And I realized, oh, shit, I didn't do the check-in. So then I did the check, you know, like just, I have to follow the, my own rules. Oh my gosh. You know, please, please shout that louder because I think that there becomes a level that owners, right? Founders literally think that the rules don't apply to them anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're out here ragging on the people they hire. They're out here ragging on X, Y, and Z, ragging on clients. Meanwhile, they're not doing that work for themselves. And to me, like, that's so hypocritical. And as soon as that starts to come into play, like, that's when I start to see, like, mm, if 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 he or she or they or them or, you know, whatever they, uh, whatever pronouns they use. Yeah. Yes. Like, if they're not following the rules that they're setting for others, like, what are we doing around here? Mm. Like, respectfully, what am I doing in this room? Yeah. I don't think there's a seat for me at the table. Yeah. You know? And, like, I don't love do-it-alls. I don't want you to do it all. If you hired me to do something, let me do it. Oh, yeah. And don't... And that's control. That's a control thing. And and I have it. Like, I have it. And I'm like, yeah, delegation has been the biggest... Mm-hmm. Br- the biggest uh, shock to me, to my kind of natural functioning, because it doesn't... It's like, no. It's not natural. It's not natural. No. And so, but I will say, once you do it, 
It's a muscle. Then, yeah. And you can kind of like, you can relinquish more and mm-hmm. more and more and you become more comfortable and more comfortable. And then it's kind of, you know, it can kind of be a little bit more natural, a little yeah, bit more it's natural. it's highs and lows. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But yeah. And, and once you, but before you do it, you don't know. And then once you do it, you're like, holy shit, I'm micromanaging the shit out of everything or whatever. And I think you should. I think that if you have fucking five employees, you should be checking a lot of shit. Yes. You should be on it. Like, it's about how you're communicating that, right? Exactly. But, but and that's exactly. where people get caught up too. I'm like, no, no, no. You should like, it's not even, don't even call it micromanaging. You should be just managing. Yes. Everything. Yes. Because you can and you can look over it um, because that's fundamentally like you're going to have to dial in these first you know, 20 widgets or whatever and micromanage the shit out of them. So then when you step away for the next 20, everything, they know the standard Mm -hmm. or whatever, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think everything has a science to it. Mm -hmm. Like you need to be able to, to find out when it's not working. Right. And like when people are feeling like you're micromanaging them, finding those tendencies that make you more of a micromanager versus just like an amazing manager and changing them. Like, I think a lot of it is about growth right like how do my people feel around me like how am I making them feel like do they feel motivated do they want to work do they want to put put in the stuff because sometimes people can thrive through micromanaging but then other times they can absolutely not thrive you know what I mean like but it could be a star player like how do people how are people managed best I think that's a lot of things that don't happen in a small business like they just don't ask their team players questions yeah, and it's also like I heard this the other day is when you walk in the room, which we work mostly virtually, so this doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen with me at least. Mm-hmm. When you walk in the room, do they tighten up or do they loosen up? Yes. That's the whole, that's yes. you need nothing else other than body language to determine how good a boss is, really. Oh, I love that. I literally love that because I I've never right I never like thought of it like that. But it's well, the truth. Real. No, it is. And that's why when they say like you can determine everything by body language. Like, not everything, but there's thing, there's cues that you can just look for. And that's how it was with that guy, right, that I worked for. He would schedule a team meeting 10 minutes before, 30 minutes before it's not happening. Yeah, like a mat. How much of a red flag is that? I just got used to that, you know? And like, yeah, when you step on the meeting, everybody's like, oh, shit. You know, and then, and that was a mat. Like, I mean, I have so many indications It's and you know, just straight examples that I don't need these, those things to Mm -hmm. realize how, how bad it was. But even that, you know, it's just, you got to walk the freaking walk, dude. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I am not hiring a graphic designer until I use Canva for two years. I'm not a fucking Photoshop expert. I just want to know how graphic design placement. I, so I follow graphic designers on Instagram. I watch their podcasts. I figure it like, okay, I'm not going to hire a video editor until I fucking edit video. I'm not going to hire audio until I edit audio. I'm not going to hire a writer until I write. I don't, I'm not going to be good at it. I just got to know it, you know, because you're never going to get Please, perspective. like, say that again. Say that again. Because if you, because now you have empowerment over the investments that you make. And now you know what you need to invest in. And I can't even tell the amount of people that come to me and say, well, Gabby, like, I hated this person. They didn't do X, Y, Z. Like, did you have education and did you have knowledge over what you were investing in? Oh, well, no, like, I just thought that the, no, 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 no. Like, you hired an accountant, you needed a bookkeeper, right? Like, you hired a graphic designer, you just needed a social media manager. Like, but unfortunately, that's all going to take investments. And if that's money down the drain, that's your issue, not mine. Yeah. Like, Sorry, respectfully, like you should have known better. Mm. 
I'm not like I, I think sometimes people really want to pay the sympathy card yeah. when all you needed was education. Like you shouldn't have made that split second decision and you should have given yourself some time and you should have done some education. Let me drop another bomb on you. I take responsibility for things that aren't even my fault. All the time. It's the I think it's the logical thing to do. I just I enjoy I kind of like it at this point. Like I I don't mind. Like that's not pressure for me. <laughs> I'll eat it. I like the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like yes. all right. Let's see if we can do this then. Yeah. What'd you fuck up? Nah, we got it. That was my fault. That was fucking my shit. <laughs> yeah, told you right. to do that. Yeah, but you know the and truth. And they're staring though. at you. They're like, no, it was my fault. It was my it fault. It was my fault. No, but and you know the real truth is that you can always tie it back to something you didn't do. You know, and like there's it's that's the to a fault for sure. But like for real though, anything that happens under your umbrella within your doors is your fault. You better be ready to take ownership over it. Yeah, because they be sue companies for things that employees do. Yes, and it happens all the time in accounting yeah. firms too. Mm-hmm. Taxes gone wrong. Taxes not paid. Yep. We should all be taking ownership. And I love to use the term radical ownership. Like, even if it wasn't my fault, it was my fault. Because if it happened, uh, happened under my supervision, if I was given enough communication or yeah. like then it was my fault and I should have known better and I should have done better or should I I should have hired better a lot of it like I think a lot of people take responsibility excuse me and they use it as such a bad term like take responsibility like this life the is good, your the life bad, whatever you can take, take responsibility. Fucking responsibility and all right so yeah I'm you might, I don't know if you've read this it's called good to great who's it by I don't know who's Trek I'm on it good to great uh Jim Collins Okay, I feel like I've probably heard of it, but I don't think I've read it. Yeah? Okay, yeah. So, um, good to great. So, he analyzes the, um, the, uh, essentially, companies that went from good to great. Okay. Okay. And he matches how he, because you kind of have to have, like, numbers to back it up because you can't just be like, they're great. So, it's companies that beat, and and you could probably find this, too, in the description of it, but, like, it's companies that beat the stock market by x percentage mm-hmm. over a certain period of time and there's turns out there's only so many companies who did that okay and it's about how these companies went from good to great and the companies that and you have to dive into the book a little bit to understand like mm-hmm. the definition a little bit more um and i don't even understand it that well but but one takeaway that i found was the companies the people who would step into the companies that were good that then transformed them to be great those leaders everything that went wrong they would take they would say it's my responsibility or it's my fault, whatever. Everything they went right, they couldn't even, they were interviewing these people and they couldn't get them to say that it was because of them. Mm-hmm. In any circumstance, mm-hmm. it was always because of the these people, I hired mm-hmm. the right team or whatever, or the right, like I just had this one, you know, my number two did it or, you know, or our factory workers or the ones that made it happen. Like they would always have an excuse for how things went right and it was never because of them, even though it 100% was. But in their mind, they just put the pieces together and then everybody else made it happen, you know? Like, those are my favorite kinds of people. Like, those are my favorite kinds of people that are like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, okay, great. I, I know that you want to say that, but X, Y, and Z did it, not me. Or like, they deserve the real recognition. Or like, they did the real work. I love those kind of people. Those are my favorite kind of people. Like, if you're willing to put yourself back into 
and to give us like give a spotlight to someone else you're someone that i want to be around yes because i don't want to hear all about you i don't want to hear all about your life and what's wrong with it right exactly like i feel like that's probably the biggest trait right like Mm -hmm. they have the ability to take their ego and put it aside and know that like the goals and the accolades and all of it it was great but they probably had a larger mission in life that they were working towards you know Yeah, or and people don't do this, or they're not doing what you're doing, where you literally have to just listen to somebody talk for like an hour to really understand their problem deeply and actually listen. Or I do this as an exercise for you know mostly for me because I just want to get better at the that skill of taking myself out of it, you know. And like that's an ego thing too of like I'm doing this because I want to better my skills or whatever. But but really we don't train that muscle, you know. Yeah, like are you really listening? Like yeah. are you really listening? And are you just hearing what you want to hear? Or are you sitting and listening? And I think that a lot of us don't really care about each other. Like at heart, we're so egotistical and we're so full of ourselves that I really don't think we do care. So I think that's why also people always tell me that I'm so unique because I'll be on a 30 minute networking call with someone, learn all about them, talk all about them, right? Go ahead and get on an email and connect them to a few people afterwards that hopefully will help change the trajectory of their business or their life. And I don't want anything. Like, I don't want anything. And like Bridget gave me a book recently because she's like, I think this is who you are. And it's called The Go-Giver. And she was like, you need to read this. Like, I really think this is like how you practice your business. And you don't even know that this is what you do. Like, I want to give you everything because I I feel like I'm so blessed and I'm so lucky to have it to begin with. Like, I'm so lucky that I have this network. Let me introduce you to them because I think they're amazing and I think that they're awesome. But I don't think often, like, if I get on a call with you and... I tell you I need someone and you're not willing to connect me to that person, that's a red flag to me. Like we need to be able to share and dip into each other's networks like at all times. Like if I'm hurting, you're hurting too. Like all ships, like we rise together or we fall together. So we better be able to help each other out. And if you're not willing to help me when I need help, Mm -hmm. what's that have to say about the, 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 and it's not that I'm relying on you too, right? But like I feel like if you really like not love but like if you really are invested in someone else you would be willing to do that and they probably wouldn't even have to ask you like i'll go to clients and they'll do something for me and i'll then go bring them three clients they didn't even ask me to they didn't even ask me to they didn't even tell me to but i was like oh you're fucking amazing and i'll go out and find three you need to go to her you need to go to her you need to go to her you need to use her like those are the kind of people that I want to surround myself with. I think they bring the best referrals. Yep. They speak the most highly of you. And they're people that are in there with you for the long term. Yeah. Like you don't even have to pay them anything. You don't have to say anything to them. They were just like, mm, this is what you need. And you're like, yeah. And then they go off and get it. You know what I mean? Like they go off and bring it to you. Like you got to surround yourself with like freaking kick ass people that are going to answer you before you even ask. It's sales too. It's the person that needs it the least has the most leverage, right? That's it. It's like, connect like whatever it is you know sell me don't sell me buy this don't buy it cool exactly all good good. i'm good either are you sleeping good are you eating healthy it's like (laughs) it's like that's all i care about what you you eat for breakfast this morning wait a (laughs) cereal come on like but for real like that's really what i care about it's like or that's what i'm really interested in like about a person i'm like like, what are you working on or whatever? You know, it's like, yeah, like are you happy? Like, this is the thing, too. Like, that's why that's actually what makes um, what my mindset shift in sales was yeah. literally, oh, I'm just an expert in this thing. Like, if they need the thing, then I'm the person or not. 
Yes. But like, let's just figure that out really fast, so then we can talk about fun stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or we can just talk about our whatever we're doing, or our, your wife, or my or kids, or our dog, mm-hmm. or something. Like, mm-hmm. I just like, what are we here to do? You know? But it's it, 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 that kind of people think that sales or like business, it's like you got to go out and get them, you got to like trick them or something to make sure, like, you got to do this tactic so they they psychologically have to buy from you or something like that. Like, I just like I if it's a connection call. Let's connect. I'm not even going to talk about the business. If it's a dis- if it's a fucking sales call, dude, if you're on here to chop it up for me for 20 minutes, like you're on the wrong call. <laughs> like you I'm in the, the mo- like I'm trying to solve your problems. Yes. Like actively just trying to solve your problems, yes. you know? So, and that's the differentiation, but um kind of what you said at the beginning of this topic was um, which I relate to, which is, and, and, uh, so there's a great, he's kind of like a modern day philosopher. His name's Anthony DeMello okay. and he's a book called awareness. You probably okay. really like it. Um, and so he says something along the lines of like, humans will be humans. Mm-hmm. Why did you expect them to be what you thought they, why did you expect them to be what you thought? Mm-hmm. They're them. Yeah. You're somehow putting your expectations have you in front mm-hmm. right like your expectations not theirs it's like and when you came back to and you touched on on your relationship of like oh we're not gonna you know uh act like the other person was supposed to make us feel a certain type of way mm-hmm. that's how i feel about everybody i just or i had i have people on the podcast all the time oh dude send me the stuff the video the oh, i'd love to put it up i blah blah mm-hmm. blah my network so blah 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 release day crickets next week crickets crickets i follow up five times I don't follow up and get mad at them. I I just follow up like a regular. Hey, what's going on? You want to promote this? Here you go. And but I don't have I have no expectations. Like this is my thing. In this instance, this is my thing. I'm going to do what it with it whatever I want to do with it. You don't get a you don't really get a say because you agreed that this is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um and so I just have no, like my expectations and especially from business. They've just I just don't need people to do stuff. Like, if you do it, great. If you don't, it has nothing to do with me. Yes. And I think it's like, I I think a lot of it ties back to like servant-based leadership. And like, I'm here to serve. And like, I'm here to, no offense, but like, I'm here to be used. Like, I'm here to be a resource. And I think that I always also take responsibility over the fact that there are people that are going to abuse that. And there are people who are not going to abuse that. But that doesn't mean that I paint them all with the same brush. Right. Like I've had clients that have been amazing and I've had clients that are horrible, but I'm still going to go ahead and treat each human the same. I'm still going to treat you the same. Even if I think I know why you're on the sales call, I'm still going to treat you the same because I think people are deserving of respect. Like they're deserving of love. Everyone's deserving of love and everyone's devoid of love in some way, shape or form. So that's the way I always like to think of it. Like these clients that are literally crazy. I'm like, I love you, but we can't work together anymore. And that's I take the L. Right. I think like you and I have probably been burned a lot of times, probably more than the person that was obsessed with sales because they always got right to the point. But Mm -hmm. I think for people like you and me, it's sometimes hard for people to read us because they're like, okay, well, does he only want me to work with him or does he only want this? Like, I'm confused. Like, I'll have people that will cancel connection calls with me because they got burned on a previous connection call where they were just pitched. And I'm like, oh, um, you're painting me with the same brush as someone else. Hey, look, no cool. Or even look, my partner, he'll be like, he'll be like, uh, these fucking connection calls. Like they, you know, like he'll just have, it, it happens. It's just human nature. It's like, you just have the shittiest or the most awkward call oh, in the God, world. Right. Yes. And you never want to do one again. 
And then the next week, yeah. it's like, thank God I talked to this guy. He brought me yes. three people. So, yeah. And that's also just being human, too. But yes. but what I, I've just been doing it. I've taken, you know, 20 times the amount of connection calls that he has. And he's just he was just kind of getting into it, like mm-hmm. made his Calendly like six months ago. <laughs> I've like, had oh, Calendly for six years, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> yes. I know, you yeah. know, I've done. Like, I, I've asked him. people deep questions where they didn't they were like what are you getting at and i'm like no no no, dude i'm genuinely curious you know mm-hmm. and 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 so it's like it's just experience right you yeah. know at that time you have to put time in the game yeah yeah like you have know. to put time and in. it's hard it's just a human emotion of like this call was shit the next call is gonna be shit this day is shit and yeah. people just add yeah. it's easy to add shit up like that. exactly like i'm i'm like better off you cancel that love like, that's mm-hmm. good, because I probably don't want your energy Exa- to begin with. Exactly. If you're not meant to be here, don't be yeah. here. I, I Gary V, I, I said it from the beginning of the business, too. I, if you don't have to have a meeting, don't have the meeting. Yes. Why are we sitting here? Yeah. Like, I got on with my team, I think, like, three weeks ago, and it was our shortest team call ever, 22 minutes or something. Now I'm like, get, all right, guys, get out of here. Let's go. Get Like, do what you got to do. Right. Get right. out. Like, it's done. Let's go, get, we book. Let's go be productive. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. we don't need to sit around and feel try to feel good about it, you know? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so... I'm really um, inspired, definitely impressed by what you guys have built um, with the vault, with your business. Thank it's you. really, and I didn't really know the specifics, and it's really nice to hear um, how you guys are doing financially as well, and what mm-hmm. Tyler is doing with his music career, and mm-hmm. how that's taking off, and I want to have him on again, like I said, to, to really deep dive that, because mm-hmm. um, you two are very different, and also, um, you're doing this together, and I just, I love what you guys are doing. Is there anything now that, since you're in this position now... You know, what do you do you have, you know, new goals? Like, mm-hmm. what are you really trying to do if you look at maybe from now to maybe the next time we do this in, in, in a year or something like that? Yeah. So I think in a year, I'm trying to I'm trying and to hey, think you could go five, exactly. ten out, too, if you have bigger yeah, ones. Yeah, because normally I go for the ten, which okay. is always crazy. I love big, hairy, audacious goals. Oh, that is crazy. You know, we really want to be, of course, like we want to be millionaires and yeah. accumulate like a trust fund for our children and just really be the generation that changes things for our families and generations before us. We definitely want to like I'm not really sure if we necessarily want to own a home I think we want to own property we definitely want to have a home in Italy like a small home just a vacation we want to be vacationing like every other month we do a good amount of vacationing now but we want to do a lot more like overseas and in different countries so if anything my goal is to be paid like 20k a speaking gig and show up to entrepreneur conferences and like all these different conferences and just rocket sell out have my network be bringing in like a mil to two mil a year and then I really think honestly like when I sit down and think about it if I don't need to be serving and consulting like I'm good with just building out my network mm-hmm. like I'm good like the next generation network that I'm on like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good with just building it out and mentoring and coaching through there but I really think that in 10 years unless I'm sitting next to a millionaire billionaire billionaire like founder owner I don't know like I really don't know if I'm still going to be in the consulting space like mm-hmm. I really think that in 10 years I'm ho- I'm hopefully gonna I'm trying to do a lot of awareness now like I travel to different states and do events there and I'm my hope and intention is for that to compound for me to accumulate to getting speed paid 
speaking gigs and then also attracting people into my network which is like my easiest sell because it's my lowest level ticket which also means right I need the highest amount of people to get in there so my hope is that probably in 10 years like I'll just be running my network or I'll sell my network and just be like doing speaking gigs and writing books like Although that would be kind of early because I'd only be 37. But I like I just I want to go and travel like I want to travel. I want to do weekends away like I want to take my family with me. I think when you get to a level that you realize that if you invest your money wise enough, you can make any amount of money and really make it work. Mm. So I think there's like parts of me that's still torn of where I'll be in 10 years because I love serving people. But if I really had to get down to it, excuse me, I love sitting in a room of like 10 women and just really all of us getting to know each other, getting to connect with each other and moving forward. So I think like in five years or even in one year, I'll probably just be working with like one really high level client that pays me a shit ton of money a month because I make them a ton of money a month and then having networking events like once a month, but like super high level networking events with like awesome kick-ass founders and just like really increasing the amount of people that are at my table that I sit at. I think that would kind of be the dream for me to just like do one event a month or one event a quarter and then do like a huge event too that like I just get paid to because like technically if I just get paid like 20 to 30k for like three or four speaking gigs a year and then just have one high level client in my network I'm good like I'm really good like I'm quite fine like I'd be making a really great amount of money so I think less is more for me that's the goal in a year I hope to be doing less than what I'm doing now like that makes sense which like I don't think anyone ever thinks of excuse me when they say their goals I don't think they ever think of how much production they'll have to do to get to it I literally want to be really exploiting the shit out of like two good days a week and then using the rest of the week to sit with my kids to be with my family and live life I don't think there's a lot of people that come here on this earth and actually live like I literally think that they just come here to die if that makes sense do you know what I mean I want to live like I literally want to live the fuck out of this fucking earth. So they're like, we're we ain't letting that bitch back. Nope. We ain't let her back. That bitch been to Cabo six times. <laughs> She's been to freaking Bali ten yeah. times. She's got a home in Italy. Like I literally want people to look at me and be like, yeah, like can I come to your house in Italy? Mm. Yes. Like can I come summer at your your home in the Hamptons? Yes. Like I'm gonna open the doors. Just come exploit. Yeah. Like come stay with me. Like let's be friends. Like I'm let's stay friends life. with you, Gabby. That's all. Yes. Like I really <laughs> think that I'm gonna blow yeah. the lid off if I yeah. keep executing at the rate that I'm executing at. And that's what excites me when people treat me like shit. I'm like, you don't even want to know where I'm gonna be in five years. Mm-hmm. Like you don't even want to know where I'm gonna be. Like you really don't because you're gonna be watching me on the TV. And I pray for you because you're gonna feel like shit. Like, why did I treat that girl like shit? I don't know. You tell me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, actually, you come on my TV show and tell me why you treated me like shit. Like, why you to like, it's just like so many things that I grew up with being, you know, my father being Colombian and my mom being Norwegian and having like a different family household. Like I was treated very differently as a child and I was treated very differently in high school than if I was just all one or all the other. Right. Like I had one foot in one universe and one foot in the other. So, like, literally, F you if you treated me differently because of the way that my dad looks or if you treated me differently because of the way my mom looks because I hear it from both sides. You're not Hispanic enough. You're not, like, you're, well, we don't know what you are. Like, we don't know where you sit. It's like, well, I'm not going to prove myself to you anymore. You can just watch me succeed, and that's all you got to do. Here you go, front row seat. Here you go, popcorn. Made it. Extra butter because that's the way I like it. Don't like it. Sorry. Choke. Like, my bad. 
Like, that's the kind of energy that I like to have. Like, I'm going to show up and fucking blow the lid off this shit. And you're either going to come with me or you're not. And if you're an asshole, I'm going to make sure that no one works with you anymore. But you're not going to know that. But you will in 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that. Oh, I know now why no one works with me because I treated Gabby like shit. Like, you got to love people. Like, I just don't get it. Like, just love people. Like, stop treating each other like shit. Like, for real? How are you going to build a business like that? Off of other people's remains? That you scare the living daylights out of them because you were horrible? It's not sustainable. No! You can't be a bitch and an asshole to everyone. Nope. You're not going to build a business. You might make it in a nine to five, but you're not going to succeed in a business. Mm -hmm. Hell no. Not in the people game. No, not in the people game. And that's the game we serve. Truth. Okay? And you got to be good. We laying each other up, baby. Exactly. You got to be able to freaking alley-oop it. You got to be able to slam dunk it. But that's where I think I'll be. Hopefully, we can have this conversation in Italy. In Positano. I would love to. (laughs) We can pick lemons from our lemon tree. And we can do this by the pool, by our pool overlooking. We're actually going to do it by the pool. Yes, the we are. Won't die. We are going to. Okay, <laughs> the battery be, won't die. We're going to be doing we'll it. We'll have the it. film crew. We'll have all of it. Not just for the picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For real. Oprah, Oprah actually, will come real. over for for chicken capris after. She's your neighbor. She's my neighbor. Yeah. Oprah's my neighbor. Doctor Phil, who will like literally be on his deathbed at that point in time. Oh, A lot man. of them will be on their deathbed at that point in time. That's why I say we're the next generation. If it's not us, then who is it? Oh, 100% is. Yeah, we gotta us. be it. Yeah. You gotta be the next fucking Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Like, he literally has to kiss it one and day. And it's not gonna be these fucking lifestyle entrepreneur assholes no. who aren't doing shit. Yeah. No, no, it's gonna be the executor. It has to be. It has we to be We gotta be up executed. there. We gotta yep. be up there. Yep. I'm, gonna, yep. I'm gonna vote you in. You're gonna vote me in. Let's do it. We gotta do it. Trap, vote us in, buddy. I'm voting. I'm voting. He's like, I'm using this Red Bull. I'm voting, baby. Let's go. But, Gabby, what a note to end on. Um, thank you so much for doing this of today. Course. Whoever, for you listening right now, run that back. All I got to say, take notes yes. and run that back. If you're thinking about doing anything with your life that's a little beyond the scope of what you're doing now, this is it. Gabby's Gabby's the person. Follow her. Um, Trent, before we wrap up, you have any questions um, for Gabby? I just figured... No, I'm 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 good. <laughs> we went over a lot, so yeah. I know, yeah he's I know like, I've actually coverage. pissed myself three times. He's like, so I actually, I actually, <laughs> he's like, I actually started two businesses online while you guys were. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I registered three LLCs. Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh my god! No, it's actually a good thing when Tret doesn't have to uh, dive <laughs> dive in normal because it's like yeah. sometimes we need a little. A little we did not. We could I think we could have just left let Gabby just do this whole thing. I don't yeah. think you even need yeah. it. Oh my gosh, stop it. For real. You could just go, man. I can't wait for your podcast to oh, um, thank you. But listen, we threw everything in the show notes in the description as well. But just let people know where they can find you on, on yes. online. IG is my freaking man cave. So you can find me at No That's Plan B Consulting. Or you can find me at my website, which is www.noplanbconsulting.com. Beautiful website as well. Thank you so much for doing this. This is so of much course. fun. I just Thank you. like yeah, just I I love the energy. I love this podcast. Um I love what you're doing and um that has been another episode of Bobcast. Thank you Trett for doing this today, buddy. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for tuning in as well. We're on all the platforms, even the ones nobody uses. Yes. Okay. See you on the next one. Deuces. See you. Peace. Oh, I love Holy it. Shit. It feels so weird hearing after. Yeah, it feels weird.
Thank you so much for making it to the end of this amazing episode with Gabby today. The only thing I ask of you is, could you please just share this with somebody who might find it valuable or interesting or might even disagree with some of the topics that we talked about today? This is a 100% listener-supported show, and as of right now, um, we are not offering any sponsorship because of that, and we want to keep this sponsor-free, at least for the time being. Um, and so that's about it. All right. Share this with somebody you love, maybe somebody you like. Try it. Maybe they'll tell you what the hell you're doing. Either way, it's worth a try. All right, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.